gonna be doing some uh, final checks here before we get underway. So far, I am on time and ready to start today, right now. And maybe a little over a minute and a half, two minutes. And I do intend on recording this. So those of you who do not or are unable to catch this uh, live, catch the live stream, we'll be able to catch this later. That is if uh, this stuff doesn't uh, end up on the cutting room floor. And I'm your host. Those of you that know me personally, you know who I am. I'm going by the stage name of DJ AD, otherwise known as A Finn. Bobby Noble on Apple Music. So you could possibly follow the uh, chart because I actually uh, created a playlist that I'll be going off of. But the only difference is this. I'm actually going to be uh, having a conversation along the way as I have entitled this show Liner Notes or something to that effect. Whatever I titled it, that's up there. You'll see it. And if you would, you'd probably see the, the picture. That, that, that's representative of me. That's when I was about 13 years old. And around the time that I was reading liner notes quite a bit. It was, it was a bit of a hobby of mine. I wouldn't actually get into DJing officially for some years later, about two years actually after this photograph was taken, I'd end up DJing for the first time in my life on some real equipment. At which time uh, I, I just went off from there. Now, prior to that, learning how to DJ and learning how to mix analog on vinyl, no digital, no push button but mostly on rented equipment or borrowed equipment. Um, I grew up with a pretty rich musical background and palette, as I'm sure many of you out there have. A lot of it was uh, basically utilized in my life to alleviate stress, and I didn't know it. But I remember during my childhood, my mother used to sit in a rocking chair throughout most any given day. And, well, she would have music on. I'd be there and listening to the music as well. And and she had a rather, a, a pretty lengthy and vast collection of music. Very few of them were 78 RPM. Those of you out there, I know I've just aged myself, but, you know, it is what it is. And just imparting on those of you out there who are listening today my experiences in music in this edition of must be the music a podcast show and music show where i'll hope to have guests appearances but mostly it's going to be from my perspective as far as how music has impacted me perhaps you can share your thoughts with me on how music impacted or has impacted you throughout your life and throughout this process in which I'm playing a lot of different tracks, various tracks all throughout the strata, I'm not really nailed down to one particular genre uh, as it may seem as you'll hear in just a bit but you know, there, there's all kinds of music that makes you feel good and, and this is actually uh, part of it part of what I want to do we know, you know 
obviously it has you know with what's going on in the world today more recently even uh, and we're looking those of us are looking for ways of of moving on with our lives so please will you join me and if uh, there's an opportunity for you to send me a text message feel free i may not get to it right away but you may be surprised i might be able to answer questions or what have you and it goes without saying normal community guidelines average respect goes a long way I, I, it's a shame that I have to mention that but I experienced something recently which you know has urged me to do that so I hope you appreciate what I curated today for you as I share this experience in music here on the show that I like to call must be the music and this is in addition re, uh, playing tracks reading the liner notes those of you who are of age to understand what those are or know what liner notes are well we'll get into it all right so hang on strap in uh or get yourself comfortable because uh i'm gonna be here for about let's see how much time i got i got short of two hours of broadcast time left that's available however however i will be uh hopefully later on today broadcasting on anchor FM, which also is a, uh, a partner of Spotify. So a lot of what I'm doing here is going to wind up on Spotify and hopefully you'll put this on your song list and also YouTube. This will end up. And, and again, if this does not end up on the cutting room floor, that's where you'll be able to find this content, which I'm beginning to beginning to create. So, hey, thank you for being here. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate your time and your patronage. We'll get started in just a bit here as soon as I turn some knobs, okay? All right.
Yeah, going to be running across glitches and gaffes and stuff like that. It is what it is. It is what it is, especially when you're running, uh, when you got consumer products you're dealing with here. And basically running this out of your home. Anyway, here's uh, another one here that I did not actually intend to play. And we're going to stop that right there because it's not time for that yet. It's really not that time for that. So uh, let me go ahead and dump that one right there. Man, I got a lot of stuff going on today. But I got a lot in store for you. Just just you see. Just you watch and see. Just waiting to see. This is Radio Vision, by the way, because this is going to end up on, on the Anchor channel, uh, anchor.fm, which is an easy place to uh, actually create a podcast. Uh, I don't have a commercial spot for that yet, but I'll get that going soon. Uh, anyhow, um, anyway, what I wanted to do actually was touch on um, some information uh, about the song that just played. That was uh, called Entitled Evil by a group, a very well-known, incredible group that I, I only, I had a chance to see them, but I missed the opportunity. Um, I actually, I actually had bought tickets uh, some years ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, we were unable to go uh, because, well, my wife had experienced uh, uh, a medical situation, unforeseen. And we weren't able to go, and I had to uh, actually offload the tickets. Funny story is I would run into some people that actually attended the concert. Um, if I remember right, it was uh, at a venue in Thousand Oaks, California. And as fate would have it, I would actually uh, be in a conversation with someone that was at the concert, and uh, I talked briefly about it with them. Yeah. Yeah, I missed out on that opportunity. But the only time I do remember uh, otherwise seeing them uh, being in, in their presence at a concert was back in the 70s um, when I was a child and where a lot of this stuff stems from. But anyway, let me get to my original point. Uh, what I was going to do was, uh, and anyone could do this, you could, you could just do a search on your own and give you some liner notes about this song. And uh, it's also going to trigger some memories uh, on my behalf the release date was 1973 under the genre of funk soul, the style of disco. Okay. And uh, let's see. Of course, written by none other than Maurice White. And you're going to hear a number of songs that I, uh, that I actually curated that you're going to um, hear some influence. Uh, hold on a second. I got, I got a, little bit, a little bit of static going on. One sec. All right, you're going to hear some influences, some, some really thorough influences from uh, the group that is known as well, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, written by Maurice White, produced by Joe Wisert, or Joe Wissert, W-I-S-S-E-R-T. And um, let's see, I would open that, but I, I, I don't want to really... Um, Waste, any, waste anybody's time too much because I'm on a uh, kind of a clock here. I, I, I had actually posted a couple of other shows, and uh, at least on this platform here on Mixler. And uh, I, I'm about to run into the, uh, the, the closing window of that. I might have to get into that a little bit later, more detailed about this particular song. But this is one of the songs I do remember from my childhood, that being 1973. One of the songs that got constant play uh, around the house, and I believe that was the title of the LP uh, under that. Let me see. Let me see what I could see here. 
I'm not, oh yeah, it's going to cause me to do something else. <laughs> but uh, give me one second as I populate the information. Of course, we know Earth, Wind & Fire is considered a soul funk band that was founded in Chicago, Illinois, three years earlier in 1970 by Maurice White, who actually was, I believe he was born in Tennessee and in Memphis, right? And there was, uh, I'm showing a couple other releases before that, uh, that being in um, 1972 and 71, and I believe as early as 69, 1969, uh, we were graced with Earth, Wind & Fire uh, with their presence. Uh, I believe, as I so remember it, I think they might have been performing in a few park concerts of the time that I used to attend as, you know, as, early, as, as early as five years old, four or five years old. You know, I, I was on the shoulders of uh, elders at the time. And, uh, yeah, that's too much information. But you can look them up yourself on, because I'm actually just using, uh, uh, no secret, just using Discogs.com, Discogs.com. Uh, for most of the information today, and I'm also going to add some a little bit of personal experience and background and and, and and influence of how these songs and these these songs that I've picked and are and archived or curated have affected me, and, and they still stand with me to this day. If you um, can really discern what the theme is here, is well, not only just you know feel good music, feel good times in that. But what I'm also trying to do here is, um, you know, place things that are just relevant to our times. Uh, as you you may notice that a lot of the a lot of the content and a lot of the content, a lot of this music, a lot of these songs uh, can play into what's happening today. Um, so just take it for what it's worth. Um, I'm hopefully, you know, inspiring uh, positivity here, which is mainly my my, my primary focus and intention here today on the show all right got another track coming up here that i also remember really well and it'll take you back as it does me by marvin gay song entitled right on right on by marvin gay what's going on here
a little bit of the dropout there but uh we'll we'll make it work on the final on the final draft if you will after the uh after the live presentation um you know just give me a second here let me see did i did i play that whole song <laughs> oh i was going to touch on uh, on something else anyway and uh, kind of talk over it I mean, let me just explain something here this this is not necessarily just a total music format where i'm playing music and you know, the whole time and making momentary announcements. Actually, that's kind of what I'm doing. But what I also want to do was uh, is uh, go behind the, the tracks, behind the songs, uh, let y'all know about my uh, impressions of these and, and when they were new, when they were first released. In this case, this is uh, what from what's going on, a, very, a phenomenal revolutionary LP from the business sense of that being Marvin Gaye, since this signified his split or actually his diverting somewhat from the, I guess you can say the bubble gum of the 60s era, right? Uh, the 60s uh, um, type of phenomenon with music and culture and everything else. And he had himself reached a level of interpersonal consciousness of his situation uh, socially uh, as a 
black man in America, in society. And the, you know, the number of things that have gone on, basically, you know, this was 1971 when this was released, okay? Five years removed from, you know, many of the uh, social unrest uh, uh, situations that being uh, uh, closely uh, related to me uh, is, is Watts, Watts of 65. Um, I actually, uh, when this re- was released, I was all of four or five years old, living in South Los Angeles. As a matter of fact, shout out to 1111 West 91st Street between Vermont and Budlong. That was my uh, my family home. Well, I'll say family loosely, but went through a lot of a uh, lot of things then. But it was also an era where you could actually be five, six, seven years old and walk to school on your own. You know, being un unbothered or whatever, unfettered. And I remember those times walking to and from school. I remember being at school and I remember the scent of the, um, what do you call it? The, 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 the lacquer that they used on, that they used on the floor to clean the floors because the, the buildings were, were still, I, I guess from, you know, 30 years, 40 years before. So they were, they, but they were well kept. And, and I do remember, remember being exposed to those chemicals I guess you can say that back then, but let me give me a second here because I thought I don't know if I, if I committed an error here with the uh, with the track. Let me see. Give me one second because I do not want to want to go and uh, mess this up for y'all. But uh, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. So upon editing, upon post edit, I'm hopefully that uh, I'll be able to use this and uh, have this on my show. All right. All right, so yeah, that's right. So we're gonna go into a next track after that. I didn't really write anything down, did I? Well, what I did is I actually put uh, I put my playlist on shuffle. I was taking notes as I go and and, and getting other things coordinated. If you, if I were to show you a picture of all this stuff, it, you, you'd probably be like, man, how did you do all that? Anyway, let me get back to what I was really uh, uh, intending to speak on. That being the track, I wanted to actually uh, go over the credits. And because this is live notes. Now you have you have Marvin Gaye, of course, uh, piano uh, producer of the track. Also uh, on bongos and congas is Earl DeRowan. Earl DeRowan. And another one, uh, let me go on down the line here, Eddie Bongo Brown. Very well known, uh, and, and I believe he was a part of the, uh, the Funk Brothers. Made contributions to a lot of different tracks. Jack Ashford on percussion and tambourine. Angelo Carlisi on the alto sax, and who was pretty prominent throughout the song. And Curtis McNair with the art direction. And this is 1971, so I had to be all of maybe, like I said, four or five years old. And the track list, you know, the more common tracks that you hear are mainly what's going on um and mercy mercy me i hear those a lot um it's it's my job to really try to get behind some of those and and play the the more b-side of a of a lot of these records and show uh more uh let's see what was what more was a part of the album as well so you have what's going on or what's going on what's happening brother flying high in the Friendly Sky, awesome track. Save the Children, um, 
Yeah, save the children, man. Talk about talk about timely, ahead of his time. Save the children. And, and I'm probably going to play that on another, another show. God is love. Um, that is so true. Mercy, mercy me, the ecology in parentheses. Mercy, mercy me. That's you know, one of the common ones you might hear. Right on is, is the one that I just played. Um, holy, holy, uh, holy, holy, W-H-O-L-Y, holy. And inner city blues makes me want to holler. Another one that, that you can commonly hear on many uh, uh, radio station or, or whatever, which is, which is another thing of note. Um, shortly after moving out here where we moved to, they actually um, had gotten rid of a black radio station that was here in this region for quite some time, for a number of years, well over 20, 30 years. And that seemed to have, have is been consistent or was consistent or is consistent with the phenomenon that has taken place with terrestrial radio. However, in 1996, then-President Bill Clinton signed a bill which, in effect, pretty much killed urban radio. It, did, it just totally took it off the map. And, and I, I didn't, in time for this broadcast, I didn't uh, retrieve uh, the information on it to actually read up. But if you would uh, probably just punch in, 1996, George Clinton, I forget what the name of, of the act is or was. I think something happened along the lines of commercial radio or something like that. What, it, what, what that act actually did was got rid of a lot of, I guess you can say, mom and pop radio stations that were uh, specializing in what was known as urban or black music or black radio, which is ironic because as I can remember it, um, it didn't matter what your color was when, when it came to a song. I remember hearing so-called Blue-Eyed Soul. I remember hearing Elton John tracks on urban radio during this time during, uh, of the 1970s. And among the songs that I remember uh, uh, from Elton John is Benny and the Jets. As a matter of fact, uh, that led to an appearance on Soul Train and another appearance, I believe, you know, by song title itself, one can assume it, it was uh, this song was made in 1976, Philadelphia Freedom, which made the charts, made the urban charts at the time. So everything got reconfigured. You know, everything, as we all know, everything has to do with commerce and, and who makes the most money for what. But, you know, this isn't I'm still trying to remain in the positive and I hope I don't, I don't uh, sound cynical, but you know this is this is a format that I'm able to uh, get into because for one, you know this is somewhat of a hobby of mine, and I like I said earlier at the start of the show, this you know I, I started out by reading liner notes, and not only album liner notes but from 45 records as well. So let's get back into it, shall we? Before uh, yeah, let's get back into it. <laughs> I'm getting ready to do it. Here we go. Eloise Laws, Eloise Laws, how long has it been since you heard this great track?
1977, that's Eloise Laws. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies. Oh, God, it feels so good, doesn't it? Oh, man, beautiful, beautiful. You know, I, I don't know what to equivocate it with today as far as music goes. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, knocking, I'm not knocking this new era, but uh, I must tell you that, uh, well, I'm just going to let this song play. 
because it's just too good to turn down and turn off and pause and everything. Oh my goodness, Denise, Nisi Williams, y'all, free. And guess what band is backing her up? Guess who is responsible for uh, making a song what it is? A classic. Must be the music. to this Rhodes fan. Maurice's brother on the bass. Maurice's brother on bass, y'all.
charts in front of me or anything like that, but I know from personal experience, from the way I felt in 1977, that that was a good year in music. At least for me, it was. I remember having my little transistor radio when I didn't have my violin that I used to carry down the street, going to school, what have you. Just living life, man. In South Central Los Angeles, Helicopters flying over, the whole nine. But let me go back to what I started to get into before I got into this track here because it was just feeling too good, feeling way too good. And I hope it felt good for you as well. Let me take a puff of the cigarette real quick. (laughs) Anyway, Eloise Laws was before the lovely Denise Williams, the track you just heard from Denise Williams being free, which was uh, done by or produced by none other than Maurice Williams, as we know. Maurice White. Maurice White. Cut and edit. Maurice White from Earth, Wind & Fires, as I talked about earlier. Anyway, let me go into Eloise Laws, by the way. Genre, funk, soul, style, rhythm, and blues, comma, soul. According to Discogs.com, you can probably follow with me if you, you know, I wouldn't suggest that you do it when you, as you're driving or anything like that or working. But anyway, Eloise Laws, Funk Soul. Now, I wanted to know, it occurred to me as I started to read this over. Rhythm and blues and soul. What's the difference between those styles of music or genre as is listed here as Funk Soul? The track you heard uh, before uh, Denise here was Baby, Baby, You Lied. Baby, You Lied. Five minutes, five seconds worth of goodness, in my opinion. And she's related to none other than Ronnie Laws and Hubert Laws. And she's an accomplished, uh, I believe, a a flautist. Let me open up the page and I'll I'll read it to you. Um, Houston-based, and I believe they may even have some connection to a jazz group from the, uh, that region of the state known formerly as the jazz crusaders that will become the crusaders headed up by those or by, uh, I believe Joe sample sticks, Hooper, um, and others. I, I don't have that in front of me right now, but they were influential as well. And did you know that, that Joe sample, by the way, probably, probably in addition to Eloise laws and, and, and her, her, uh, brothers were all session musicians. They were getting, I, I don't know how much they're, they're getting. I'm not pocket watching, but I'm sure they're getting scale as uh, union members. Anyway, back to Eloise Laws before I drift off uh, too much, which I have a tendency to do. Um, so it's Eloise Laws, Baby You Lied, Five Minutes Worth of Soul, produced and arranged by Jerry Goldstein, um, Linda Creed, Dick Zimmerman, Tom Baller, Gene Page, and Lee Oscar. Lee Oscar, who who was uh, responsible for the art direction. And he is an accomplished harmonica player with a group called War, also from the Los Angeles area, I believe from San Pedro, if I'm not mistaken. 
So that was Eloise Laws, and we're going to go to the next one here. I, I don't even think I have it listed. And uh, let me uh, play this track right now, and uh, we'll get into what it is. Now, of course, those of you out there have your own playlists or whatever and, and can play the songs through and through without me talking over them. <laughs> but the whole purpose of this show is to share my experiences with these songs being a part of my, I like to say, sonic fiber. Growing up as a child the way I did, being surrounded by, well, more positive influences than negative influences. Have a good day, man. See you later. Get this hustle on. Okay. And let's see. All right. So live on the show, just tested. Oh man, that works. The clip, the clip works. Wow. So did I leave anything out? So on that on that uh, release, uh, Eloise Laws, self-titled El- Eloise, uh, I'm going to go down the track list. Those of you that are just listening. Baby, You Lied, the first song, His House and Me, A Thousand Laughs. Oh, man, that's a good track as well. All these are pretty much good tracks. A Thousand Laughs, Someone Who Still Needs Me, Love Is Feeling, Number One, You're Incredible, Love Comes Easy and Forever Now. Another good track I remember in my boyhood hearing around the house back in the day. 1977, that would put me at around 10 or 11 years old, y'all. And, you know, there was I wasn't necessarily permitted to, to mess with the records too much, but I was able to read a lot of the liner notes. And I had a blast doing it because it, it, it uh, not to say that it killed time, because that would, uh, you know, lead one to think that I wasn't it wasn't anything productive. But little would I know that I would have a microphone and be sitting here, doing this and, and experiencing what I am now, and, and it feels good. And uh, again, I hope you like it. If you do, you know, just let me know in the comments. Now, Denise Williams, uh, I almost forgot. Denise Williams with free, same year, nineteen seventy-seven, pretty much the same category and style, or same genre and style. Produced by Maurice White and Charles Stepney, both of, of course, Earth, Wind, and Fire fame. Let me see if there's anything else here. Oh, there's another track. Oh, this this LP has you can just basically take your pick on which tracks. I mean, I, a number of these tracks here that I'm playing today, there's not really anything that you could throw a dart at and say that you dislike. I mean, you can throw a dart at it and it's going to be good. Period. So um, I didn't open it up quite quite all the way, but I was going to go down the track list. But it's the LP that she award winning LP at that that Denise uh, received some awards on it for, for her efforts with that. Just straight up straight up Songbird, man. <laughs> all right, I've delayed it. I've stalled long enough. I'm showing a. Uh, <laughs> We'll play that again, y'all. It's just that good.
man. You know? You know, back in the day, they used to do double plays on a particular radio station out of Inglewood, California called KACE, KSFM Radio in Los Angeles, more notably Inglewood. And they used to actually host uh, a number of concerts all throughout Los Angeles. I mean, I remember one, uh, I believe, was it Rancho Park? Over by Dorsey High School. And I remember seeing Frankie Beverly and Mays. Bright sunlight right there in the park. Right there. Same park where on those tennis courts, a brother named uh, Ricky Ross, otherwise known as Freeway Rick, would learn how to play tennis or actually would master tennis right there at those tennis courts, the same park. There's a a real sense of community back in those days as I best remember it. And at at some point I'll recount some experiences that uh, hopefully I'll get some music together that'll, that'll, you know, jive with that. Oh God, I really, I really hope you're, you're enjoying this today. Hey, I went back and pulled up uh, some information on Denise Williams. and I actually uh, was a little bit out of pocket and off track. Actually, I'm showing the release year of 1976. And that be also being a phenomenal year for music because a man that we know as the bull, Stevie Wonder, will release, in my opinion, among the most prolific musical contributions of all time. And when you think he was in his mid-20s, oh, man. But that's for another show. Well, kind of for another show. I actually was um, had started posting shows and one of the shows I posted was uh, you know a song from the uh, songs of the key of life or from and one of the songs that, that, that really stands out among others is love is in need of love today and uh, I, I played that a couple times earlier this week but staying on point I'm getting back to uh, Nisi <clears throat> And her LP from that time. This is Nisi, Denise Williams. And I'll go down the track list. I'm sure those of you might uh, might have pulled the bio up already. Release year 1976, rhythm and blues, soul and disco as well. It's important to me is the first song. I'm going to read the rest of them. Uh, how many tracks? Two, three, four, five, six, seven tracks. Second song is That's What Friends Are For. Slip Away, Cause You Love Me, Baby, which is, which is a classic cha-cha song. Classic. Remember, these are also roller skate songs, too. Free, of course, which is what I played. Watching Over, and If You Don't Believe. All those tracks on This Is Nisi, and this was her... I believe her original first effort produced by Earth, Wind, Fire. Great songs, great songs, great memories, and I hope y'all appreciate what I'm doing today. Well, if you don't, that's cool, but hey, I'm on a high vibe, y'all. It's all about the music, right? And away we go. Next track. Goodness gracious, I did not mean to do that. (laughs) Hold on a second. Or two, or maybe even three. Let me take a break. 
Be right back. going to use this as a placeholder and since we're going live we're live right now we have been live for roughly uh i think about over an hour man i'm losing track of time <laughs> i'm also understanding that time is uh is, is a concoction <laughs> but anyway listen hey um got a few more songs to play i'm still at it just wanted to uh go over these things with y'all and, and this is a placeholder for my um, um, final draft here after I do finish the edits and everything. So it's just fine for me to take a break. I'm going to be making gaffes as we go along uh, because, hey, you know, like I said, it's a consumer based system. I don't have, you know, I'm not running commercially. I'm running out of pocket here, uh, which leads me to, you know, possibly ask for donations if you feel uh, it, it, it deems so. But if not, that's fine, too. Um, I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing because it's something I love to do. And, uh, you know, I love doing it. I love the way it makes me feel. And hopefully uh, you feel the same. We're, we're in some tough times here right now, folks. So anyway, I won't uh, dwell on that very much. I'm going to see who else I got here uh, that's getting ready to be played. And um, I'll try not to talk over it too much. But I don't make any promises. All right, this is a live show. Hold on, hold on. Being that this is a live show, hold on a second. I don't necessarily want to play, like, songs two and three, four times necessarily. So I apologize for that. Give me, uh, give me just a moment. Here we go. Girl, this is a trip. Bad times. Yeah, I got a story about this one.
times i can't stand it and uh well i'll I'll resist going down the rabbit hole on this one because there's multiple versions of this song at least maybe three that i know of not including the uh, background layer of the track which was done by rich kassan also appearing on this track would be none other than Jam and Lewis. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. This LP was released in 1983 under the genre of electronic hip-hop style electro under Saturn Records, format 12-inch 45. I remember these well. As a matter of fact, I think we might have had up to four copies Minimum of two. Loverboy Productions. Effort out of uh, Culver City, California. Was a crew of gentlemen. A couple of them. A couple of them are no longer with us. Peace to them. Peace to them. Anyway, this particular track here, I was experiencing a bad moment. As a matter of fact, I could not play this song for a good period of time after I had encountered a situation, a police situation. You know, you do stuff when you're 20-something, you know, much like today with these intersection takeovers and other misdeeds. But I had occasion to be ripping and running through a canyon in in a region of the central coast of California one late night. As a matter of fact, it was my birthday, I think, uh, a couple days before. And I had been pretty much up all day in the Southern California area visiting family. And 
had to make the trip back to a military installation where I was assigned at the time. Coming through a uh, particular road that I was familiar with, and hold on one second, because there's a subwoofer in the background from somebody's car, somebody that's not being too neighborly. Let me wait. Still, okay. If it's not that, it's going to be the the gardening equipment. So I'm ripping and running through a familiar stretch of road, and I happen to... uh, I happened by what had been a traffic collision at it, but it was cleared to the side. It was all cleaned up. Nobody was around. That's the reason why I had maintained, well, a certain speed, which garnered the attention of uh, law enforcement. Anyway, long story short, I ended up experiencing a bad time situation over something really stupid. All right, so let me get back to what I was saying here about this song. Bad Times, I Can't Stand It. This is the one, one of the versions, uh, one of the common versions that probably was played on the radio. I'm sure someone can check me on that. Um, but we had it as a 12-inch 45 that we played at parties. And let me go down the track list here. Uh, there's an a, a, a track list, Bad Times, I Can't Stand It, 6 uh, minutes, 57 um, seconds long. Bad Times Part 2 which is five uh, minutes, 34 seconds. And part three, which is the instrumental that I used to use a lot, uh, and five minutes, 50 seconds, that probably being um, more along the lines of of a track called 2001 by Rich Kassan, mastered by Bernie Grudman, very famous name, very popular name, mixed down by Barry Rudolph, Performed, arranged by Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and Rich Kassan. Producer Cletus Anderson. Recorded by Ta'avi Mote. Vocals uh, by Kimberly Ball. Kimberly Ball. And it's written by Larry Earl Glenn, who I believe was the, um, the rapper on here, on this track. And I believe he appears in, um, yeah, in part two. Great, uh, great flow, man. Great, one of the uh, one of the greatest raps I've heard, uh, pretty much in my life, <laughs> ever. I mean, just very, very poignant. And this this song actually had some uh, uh, gotten uh, gotten some notice, and it was a kind of a response to uh, not to get back at it, but kind of a response to uh, the message by Graham, uh, Graham, by Millie Mel, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five, with Millie Mel at the front. Mixed at Studio Master Studio, or Correction, recorded at Studio Masters, mixed at Larrabee Sound Studios, I believe in Hollywood, mastered at A&M Studios. Man, so those are three different locations. Initial recording at the first place, Studio Masters, mixed at Larrabee's, and mastered at A&M. We know who uh, is Herb Alpert at A&M, by the way, uh, one of the uh, founders. Published by Magic Disc Music, produced for Do What You Feel Productions. Um, I won't get into reading uh, much further beyond that, but there's also recommendations down at the bottom on the page here. Uh, I'll, I'll Not Fish, The Soul, It's Time. Yeah, that's classic. Classic floor filler and clear by Cybertron. 
I'll get into those um, on another show because I want to I want to get further at it uh, because there's some personal connection, somewhat personal connection, even though at a slighter degree that I have to uh, some people that know about that track, those tracks. Now, 1983, I question what month, I mean, without opening it and digging further here, what stands out to me is 1983, and, and as it relates to Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, to Jam and Lewis, 1983 was a pivotal moment for those guys because, well, as the story has it, they, were, they missed a flight, uh, I believe, from Atlanta, and they were supposed to appear in San Antonio, I believe, for, and they got trapped uh, <laughs> in the snow. And they, they, they were, the way the story was, and, and I remember this from um, not even reading it online, even before, I read it somewhere else. I think at Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone Magazine is where I read it. Um, and something to the effect that they missed the flight, didn't make the uh, next concert date, and Prince fired them sometime thereafter. Now, my personal connection to this is, 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 is right here. Watch this. March of 1983, I had concert tickets for that very tour that they were on at the time that they missed. Or, because I believe that they might have, uh, Prince might have filled in for one or the other, for Jam or Lewis. Uh, because, they're, you know, they missed the flight, and I believe the concert in March of that year that was held at, Lo at the Long Beach Arena was actually uh, supposed to be their last one. I think I have to really I have to check the um, the uh, the tour schedule, which is which is online. You can find it. But I believe, yeah, this guy is really diligent about making sure this grass is cut around here. It's like the, the fourth pass of the day. So bear with me as I try to, to ignore it, as I'm sure you will. But um, anyway, as I was saying, let me get some background music here, please. There we go. Here we go. So what I'm saying is around this period of time, well, I had yeah, I had gotten tickets for the concert and there's some, I'm uncertain if they were even on the roster that night with the rest of the, of the, of the band, with the time. But it was a phenomenal show nonetheless. I still remember it to this day, this very day. Even though I don't remember the set list, I do recall the, uh, the performance in and of itself was just phenomenal. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they were producing for a number of different groups at the time. Not just not just SOS Band, not just Ro uh, Rolls Royce, I believe, uh, not just Human League. They, they uh, had their hand in quite a bit. And as I talked about earlier in the show, about certain notable uh, um, musicians that would be at the front or at the helm of many different bands, that being, you know, Joe Sample, they actually were studio musicians for a time. And it, by the way, if, if you haven't um, yet read the book, uh, Morris Day's book, please make sure that you get it. It's a very, it's a very good read. It's actually a quick read. Also, uh, Brown Marks got a book out. He was the bassist uh, in the revolution. Um, so th those two books right there. Also, I would uh, suggest that you catch um, Questlove's podcast on Pandora. 
where he interviews Jesse Johnson. That is a great interview, great interview. One of the best I've heard uh, about the group at the time. But if you really can can manage to get that book that Morris Day and Brown Mark wrote, in addition to the uh, the book that's out there on Prince, the, uh, the basically the coffee table book, title escapes me at the moment, but I have it. But um, please get those books, man. You'll be doing you'll be doing yourself a good worth uh, worth your while. Now getting back to uh, to Captain Rap and the Bad Times track, one of the many tracks that Jam and Lewis had their hand in, you know, um, putting together, and which was very successful. I, I actually kind of wonder, you know, with the stratospheric rise of those two, uh, what what happened with Rich Kassan? Basically, he was the innovator of not only this track, but other tracks. And like I mentioned earlier, I believe the uh, 2001, not the year, but the title, 2001, which is actually the backing uh, beat, if you will, of Bad Times, I believe was produced before this. But I'm not going to bother looking it up right now because um, I'm running. I'm running. I got daily a time uh, left on this premiere app of uh, 35 minutes. But I'm going to carry on and uh, basically repost this in pieces so y'all can catch it. Because and, and I actually want to get through the song list that I have uh, left remaining with the time I have remaining. So why don't we just get into it right now? And uh, this is live, ladies and gentlemen. So those of you who are are, are welcome to chat if you'd like to. Um, I'm trying to figure out where the chat window is. This this is a this particular platform provider is actually uh, new to me so I'm getting I'm getting the things worked out um, those of you that have my uh, access to my personal Facebook I haven't I have not yet created a Facebook for this show yet uh, that being must be the music but I intend to probably within the next probably within this weekend but those of you out there that have my personal um, uh, Facebook you can feel free to take that mixer link that I've left on my profile page and pass that around to people so they could hear it um, if they'd like. Also, too, uh, I have an account on, um, I believe, SoundCloud and MixCloud still. I haven't taken that material down. I still have that up there. This track that you're hearing in the background is actually something I made myself. I also have um, MixLab, where, where I have a lot of my releases there as well that I made myself. And I got to say, I got to say this one thing. Let me turn this down. It feels so good to not get a copyright strike finally. There, I said it. Now all of us out here are um, to the level of which that we do this for a living as professionals, uh, much less those that have, um, you know, feel-good parties, pool parties and that on social media. But I'm grateful to that particular personality uh, that was advocating for people to stream live, live music. And I actually happened to notice that some of the copyright strikes that I, I had received in the past uh, have been lifted. And also, too, with um, the, the product Anchor, uh, Anchor.fm, uh, they've actually expanded it to what's called Music Plus, where you can merge uh, your Spotify account music with your talk show format. So this this explains why I'm here doing this in this fashion, in this way. And I do understand that, you know, I am talking over the music, but this is a podcast that's a combination of talk and music. So I, I hope you understand that. All right, let's go to our next track, shall we?
All right, here we go. Girl, this is a trip. Bad times. Note to self, make a comprehensive list next time. Now, I'm going to let this play because I think this might be the second, might be part two.
actually wasn't the version that I intended to uh, keep playing, but uh hope y'all enjoy it anyway. I'm going to fast forward a, a little bit. Yeah, see, that's the thing. When you This is live, so I'm going to really uh, handle the uh, post-edit really well so it really come out cleaner. I'm not really that enthused. I don't want to waste anybody's time playing the same song more than once, but I could also say K-A-C-E, Ace is wild. Something to that degree, I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next song. Thank you. 
considered synth pop. Synth synthesizer used synthesized employed pop music. Not that it was synthesized pop music, because we know it was real music. Some people had uh, disagreements about that. Mind you, this is 1979. Around the time that the Disco Sucks era had taken effect. And hold on a second. Gotta have gotta have background music. You gotta have background music. Although, actually, I may not use it that much because. Well, the other app that I use actually has this uh, background music that you can add layers to, which uh, I'm going to go ahead and cut that out then. How about that? Gary Anthony James Webb, born 8th of March, 1958, in Hammersmith, London, England. Started his musical career two years earlier in 1977 as a punk rocker in the band Mean Street before being sacked in May of 77. For being too creative. For being too creative. <laughs> wow. For being too creative, he responded in an advertisement uh, in Melody Maker to join the band, The Lasers, alongside Paul Gardiner. Both soon left to form their own punk band, Tube Way Army, with his uncle Jess Lidyard filling in on drums. 1978, Tube Way Army was signed to Baker's Banquet and released a couple of punk singles. By then, he was using the name Newman, the way it's spelled in U-M-A-N, and the band was performing live in pubs and clubs around England supporting the Lurkers. Whilst recording demos for Beggars, Gary stumbled on a mini-moog. Oh, man. But aside from the, ro uh, the, um, the roads, and, um, oh, man, what's some... It escapes me right now, but the mini the mini moog, incredible. I, I love the mini moog, but he stumbled up on one uh, that had been left behind in a studio, uh, still programmed to a sound that caught his attention. The rest, as they say, is history. Gary Newman is considered one of the foremost pioneers in electronic dance music, and as a matter of fact, I that's I can dedicate a whole show to that and I actually intend to because there's some recording artists that are still touring today one is that I that uh I know I, I went to the same high school as they did um and well further degree of separation uh, I know who it is they are uh, but that there's some friends that are actually clo more closely connected than I am however they did uh actually attend the same you know, within years, several years, a uh, number of years apart, they, they would attend the, the same junior high school that my mother did. They're originally from the Los Angeles area. So anyway, and they have, they have some incredible hits and they were influential in what is, what would come to be known as West Coast hip hop back in the day. Around two or three years later after 1979. I was I was in junior high school, I believe. Yeah, I was in junior high school, and this particular song would would air on um, morning radio. I'd hear it in my homeroom class. The homeroom class teacher at the time was somewhat avant garde, very forward thinking, and used to play a lot of uh, 
new wave tracks and such for the time period, which added to my palette of musical genres that, that have been compiled up to that point. Now, I talked about the Disco Sucks era and how that was, well, the impression of it and the impact of it. Because there was some, well, hatred around anything else that was not arena rock or classic rock, as they say today. As I remember it from my experiences, in my opinion, qualified opinion even, because I noticed a change in music from a shift of it being funk-laden to more along the lines of what's called disco, which underneath disco is, is supported by funk um, nuances. I'm saying that a number of people that were put out of work after disco died, so to speak, or after rather R&B, um, R&B, funk, soul died, that disco actually gave work to a lot of people. That's just, that's just, I think that's my, my idea of it anyway, my impression. Because I, you notice that the, the, the change in music, musical styles, musical flavors, and the arrangements of the songs themselves. I don't necessarily fancy myself as very much of an audiophile, but at age 14, 15, I had sent off an application uh, to a recording engineer school. I believe it still exists now in Hollywood. And it was my intention to attend that school. Because at the time where I lived, I lived around um, technicians in the entertainment industry. And um, through, well, again, a, a further degree of separation, if you will, well, my mother, she knew Barry White personally. And that's not, not, not for clout, but she knew him since he uh, apparently used to work for a record store called Dolphins Records. And there were studios there in South Los Angeles during the, I believe, the 50s and 60s which was during the contemporary times that my mother was growing up, becoming a teenager and that. And she had experienced from the consumer level and would end up knowing, um, you know, Barry White personally and, and uh, Glodine uh, at the time when he was married to her. Personally, I remember going to a grand opening of a record store, a record shop in Inglewood. And that record shop was located on... Prairie and Arbor Vida in Inglewood. Grand opening of VIP records. All right, here we go. Another song. Um, Zoom. And uh, got a story about this one as well, but uh, I'll drop it on you after this track, please. Wonderful, awesome, incredible album. Lyrical content. Um, arrangement. Everything. It has it all. Zoom. By none other than the Commodores. I may be just a foolish dreamer, but I don't care. Cause I know my happiness is waiting somewhere. 
I'm searching for that silver lining Horizons that I've never seen Oh, I'd like to take just a moment And dream my dream Oh, dream my dream Oh
1977. I told you it's a good year for music, didn't I? Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal effort from uh, the Commodores. That was Zoom, Zoom. I got a story about that, just like I have so many stories, many stories about other different songs of the time. And this is one of the songs that I heard being played by the DJ at the Rosecrans skating rink during the time that it was out on the radio. To coincide with that, because this this song was a part, so much of a part of, I guess I can say urban culture. That would be right for me to say. It was part of urban contemporary culture, right? And I hope that you pull the lyric sheet on it and see how relevant in nature that song is. There's also a video uh, that's out there, a content creator by the name of Kev Mack that talks about urban street life and gang activity in Los Angeles and the history of it. Most comprehensive. If you get a chance to catch it, please do on uh, YouTube. Hold on a second. I'm hearing a hot rod uh, blower, lawn blower here. The guy's like, like he's got it tricked out or something. He's on the throttle playing with it. But let me let me mute it. I'm also, you know what? That's going to work out because uh, I'm running out of time on this app platform. So I'm going to, um, yeah, I only have uh, running close to five minutes left. And um, I'm actually going to take this up. I'll, I'll remember, I'll put a, I'll put a uh, what do you call it, uh, um, a pin in it. Come back to the song later and talk about it because I want to go uh, further into detail about this particular song. But I'll leave you with this. One of the most notorious, notoriously known gang members of Los Angeles, aside from Tookie Williams, a man by the name of Cody Scott, otherwise known as Monster, mentions this very song that was playing in the car one day as they were leaving Sentinella Park in Inglewood, I believe it was. I don't want to misspeak. And peace be unto him as he has transitioned, uh, I believe, last year. Most influential in gang culture and those gang circles, and I won't really touch on that. But it matters because... I was there during the time frame in which he operated and those like him. I have nothing to say against it. It just was what it was. He mentioned hearing this song and how it affected him deeply inside. The moment in which he shared with two other more notorious LA area street gang members and they were in a vehicle Peaceful, tranquil, and loving life at that time. So, hey, that's all for right now, folks. I think I'm going to um, turn this app off anyway and transfer this uh, to the Anchor Podcast as well as YouTube. You can catch the show and other segments and other episodes, and I got more stuff to come, among which um, an experience I had with. A, a number of different recording artists, including 
one that just that we recently lost that just passed away by the name of Bernard Wright, otherwise known as Nard. Those of you who may be familiar, there are a few of his tracks that were sampled on a number of different um, hip hop tracks, otherwise known as rap music, but we won't get into that. But Bernard Wright, Nard Wright, Nard. I'll be talking about him in the future and others. So I hope you enjoyed this presentation today as the time as the clock winds down. And I'm about to wrap with this presentation. I did prepare for this, as you can probably tell, but uh, I'm sure the final edit is going to be just a little bit better. I hope it's appreciated. And I don't put myself on any pedestal, but this is a lot of fun. It's been fun coming to you today in this forum, in this format. I appreciate you for checking this out. If you came by live or you catch this later, and I will have this up after I make some edits. Believe that, hopefully before the weekend's out. Well, what I got planned is uh, possibly some more upbeat, maybe even danceable tracks, maybe a little bit of mixing on the turntables, live mixing on the turntables for the weekend. Hopefully it can add to it. Nothing to it but to do it. So until next time, be well, stay safe, take care, peace and love. I am DJ AD. And this is just an installment of Must Be The Music. (laughs) New podcast, y'all. Revamped, reformatted, re-inspired. See you sooner than later, y'all. Welcome. This is Radio Vision in effect, by the way. Radio Vision. Must be the music, Radio Vision, y'all. Peace.